episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We uh, have a special edition today that we're going to be bringing to you guys. We're going to touch on a, a few NBA topics, some stuff that's happened around the league in the last week or so, but then we're going to dive into our uh, our top 10 favorite players in the NBA right now, and we, we're keeping that a, a little vague. Uh, we want to keep it... Um, don't want to limit the scope of the guys that we're talking about too much. It could be favorite guys that we like, like a combination of what we like on the court, off the court, social media, anything else. But uh, I'm sure that we'll have some similarities and definitely some differences. And uh, the other guy that will be giving his top 10 is my co-host PJ. What's going on, man? Oh, I didn't turn off the mute. Ah, I love you hanging. Oh, PJ. Ah. I, thought I thought I was going to have to do this solo. Ah, what a tease. <laughs> what a tease What indeed. a tease. Hello, Ultra. Don't mute again, man. We can't. Uh, no. People people listen to this pod, I think I listen did a to double. your takes. You can't, and like, they're not going to hear anything. I think I did a double click. I was like, bum, bum, bum. So did you start talking some shit towards me and realize yeah. like oh i'm glad that you have a chance to yeah. reconsider now that you are unmuted but yeah we'll never be able to unhear this mic will never be able to unhear the obscenities i was screaming at you so before we dive into some nba stuff what uh so you went to the white Sox. um i'm sorry i don't follow baseball closely so i forget the prospects juan Moncada day Yoan Moncada Day, he Major League for, debut. Went 0 for 2, but did you like yeah, what you saw? Solid ABs, some real solid ABs by Mr. Yoan Moncada, the future of White Sox baseball. Uh, yeah, no, White Sox have now top 10 prospects in the top 100 in baseball. So, obviously, they're going to be dope in a couple of years. So, I'm already starting to preemptively start talking shit about the 2020 White Sox to everyone, so I feel bad for your baseball team that it won't be as good as mine. Yeah. Well, I uh, I know that you're also a Cardinals fan, or at least somewhat of a Cardinals fan, I, although I think that that is that is uh, died down a little bit over it's the last few down. years. Yeah. It's simmered down. Well, I, uh, I mean, I still like them. Like, I, I originally liked the Cardinals because the jerseys were dope, and their hats are dope, but I don't know. They don't really have anyone I like right now. It's a bunch of whatever dudes, except Matt Carpenter, because he doesn't use batting glove, which is sick. Um, <laughs> All right, so we've officially hit our uh, quote on base baseball talk. Let's... Yo, it's July. We gotta just we can talk about whatever. No one cares. I care. Yo, you know what we, we what we didn't do? We should have told everyone that because it's the thing that podcasts do. You have to let everyone know that if they haven't seen Baby Driver yet, they got to go see Baby Driver. You know, it's funny because you and I both actually did see Baby Driver and really enjoyed yeah. it. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, I would say go watch uh, season, either catch up or watch season or episode one of the season of Game of Thrones because that premiered. I would oh, well, everyone hop on. That. I'd spend your time trying to catch up for God then. Well, if you're not already driver. listening to it. If you're already not watching Game of Thrones, I don't even know if we want your listenership at this point. That's not true. You can listen even if you don't, <laughs> but you should watch that show. Uh, when you're not listening to this podcast, you should give God a try. Uh, give God a try? Give God. I'm, hey. <laughs> hey. Give don't try old, to get give me. Old, give don't try to get me. Try. Don't try to get me in trouble here, PJ. Or Mohammed. This, this is not. This is not that kind of podcast. Yo, yo, whatever religion you trying to try, give one a try. Switch it We're, up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> try a few. We uh, we are, <laughs> we are, really going off the rails. Uh, I'm just trying to bring us back in here. Um, yeah, we before we dive into our top ten, let's. Uh, a few things have come out in the last couple days so Mello is still has not been traded from the new york knicks um stuff keeps going back and forth with the knicks trying to mend the relationship Mello wanting nothing to do with it uh cj and dame and portland seem to be doing everything they can to try to get Carmelo interested or at least tell the world that they would love to have Mello on the team 
but uh, doesn't seem like unless the Knicks are interested in taking a few awful contracts and um, you know maybe this yeah. works if you're using some of those assets like you had two first rounders like you guess you give up Collins along with uh, Evan Turner or Alan Crabb I personally would want Alan Crabb but yeah, I you think the Knicks think those are the Knicks gave Tim Hardaway Jr. seventy-one million dollars. They're probably looking at Alan Crabb and Evan Turner's deal. Like, well, those those are pretty good value. But you really do something with those. The, hey, you you might be right, and maybe this ends up benefiting Portland. But it sounds like I thought that was like I thought Portland wasn't an option just because like Melo Mello didn't want to go there. But like, and that's I've never that's been to Portland, but I've heard it's sick. I think it has less to do with the quality of the basketball team and the fact that it's a cool city and that it's so far away from New York. Yeah. I, mean, I think I think that definitely plays a part. I mean, it's the complete other side of the country from his yes. kids and stuff. So I'm guessing that's playing a big role. Because Portland with Mello, uh, assuming that Nurkic continues to, you know, the chemistry with him continues to improve, they could be, they could be really good. Um, now, there's this stuff they're going to be like top three in the West. I, I don't really buy into that. But, uh, I mean, that team is still has serious defensive issues if you throw Mello in there. But they'd be able to score, no doubt about that. Oh, they'd be nice at scoring. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I'm not really sure what else to say about the whole Mello thing. I, guess, I just do want you, it to happen. Do you think he's going to get moved, though? Do you think yeah. game one? I th- yeah. yeah, I think I think he's gonna be a rocket. I think they make it work. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I just yeah, I think it's just you gotta give the uh, new GM in New York some time to. Which I'm blanking on his name right now. Is this Scott Perry? I believe right. so. Yep. Look at me. Look at me go. Yeah, so you gotta let Scott Perry kind of get his foot in the door and figure things out um obviously i think yeah he'd want to talk to Mello, and i think yeah you just have to let him get a lay of the land see what he knows from just like from the king's perspective what he was hearing and then just let him you know because it is a big franchise move to, to trade a, guy, a player like mellow uh, so you you want to try to maximize the value you get back for him, and not just do it to do it. Um, he's got to look out for his his interest and the Knicks' interest now. So, but I don't see why you wouldn't do it. Like, if you're especially if you're him, like they should kind of go into a mini rebuild of some kind right now. So, like having Melo out there doesn't really do much for that like you're right you want to kind of go down a little bit more before you go back up so i think if they can get anything of decent value for it um but i don't think they want ryan anderson so it's like the real trick is finding a team that would want him and that has something the knicks want so and And honestly if it's a four team trade like that's those are that's like some wizardry that has to go on like doing 14 trades in trade machine is not as like a cup of cake no it's tough and (laughs) i've been trying it's like it's i think if it ends up going down it's gonna be a three-teamer it's almost gonna have to be brooklyn or sack or someone that's willing to take on ryan anderson's contract um while giving up while giving up a piece because, I mean, it's just so tough because Houston doesn't have much to give up right now. I mean, they have a lot of, no. lots of uh, lots of bench guys, good role players. Uh, yeah. I, I, I still think, like, I I trust in Daryl Morey, man. He, like, he's the way I feel he like Orlando's the... a good spot. You know, we know how much they like hybrids. <laughs> now that Ryan Harrison's a hybrid. He would be... Oh man, I could see him in a magic uniform, no question. He used to be in a magic uniform. Which That's speaking why you of can see it. Speaking of uniforms, <laughs> uh Oh, he did he launch. was he drafted by the Magic? Yeah, dude. Oh, he learned something new every day. I always thought he wasn't drafted by the uh, he played he was on them. He was with Dwight. He was like there with the Dwight years. 
Oh man, I guess I just kind of lost track of Ryan Anderson there. Where did he get? Oh yeah, it looks like he was a. He was drafted by the Nets and then was traded with Vince Carter to the Magic. Wow. After his first year. Really doing big things. Um, The more you know. But anyway, speaking of jerseys, so Nike did unveil some new jersey. It sounds like there's going to be four different jerseys the teams get. I don't have them up in front of me here, but I am excited. I'm patiently waiting for Timberwolves to release the new design i don't think any other teams really rebranded between last season and this one uh the kings are a little different not the logo though right no but like the jersey looks different it's like yeah gotcha well it's a little like they have i think it's just they have like the initial like the sac on them now yeah it's like the lettering is like definitely like the logo in that part of the jersey is definitely what I've noticed on them is like definitely in bold. It's like sticks out a little bit more. Um, but no, it's pretty sweet. It'll be cool to. Uh, it'll be cool to slap uh, corporate logos on those things. Yeah, well, Timberwolves got Fitbit, which is pretty good. So I'm okay with that. Uh, do you? Have- got Fitbit. Yeah, a couple teams oh. are being sponsored by Fitbit. It sounds like I'm not sure what's going on with uh, the Bulls though. They should be sponsored by Portillo's. Dude, it's going to be probably McDonald's, bro. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm honestly surprised that, I mean, it's Target Field, Target Center, everything in Minneapolis. I was really surprised the Timberwolves aren't going to have a big, fat Target sitting on their jersey. But Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, sat, yeah, so the, home, the away jerseys for the Kings are different. Okay. But the, oh, no, I guess they are. Both of them are. They got kind of different color scheme and different lettering. They look nice. A little more block lettering. Hmm. But well, hopefully they announce some stuff soon. I'm just itching to see what the T-Wolves stuff is going to look like here. But speaking also of the T-Wolves, before we get to our top ten here, uh, so I was talking to you a little bit about before we started recording, PJ, uh, but the, the Wolves reportedly are offering Wiggins a – Five-year, $148 million extension. Um, which uh, I think you're going to get a lot of different opinions on this. And personally, I no problem with it coming from someone that's a T-Wolf fan. And everyone has kind of a different opinion on Wiggins. He's a great scorer, doesn't do a lot else. Touted as a defense-first type guy coming out of the draft, but last year was pretty abysmal. Uh not sure a lot of people not sure if he's worth that kind of money i think he is especially in a market like this like tools just don't get superstars or potential superstars to sign here out of free agency so right you gotta lock him down no matter what you, what it costs it's 148 148 yeah i mean yeah you've got a especially with like jimmy's control that i mean you probably do this. Try to do the same thing with Cat next year. Uh, yeah, I mean it makes sense. Like, and for those dudes, those dudes are gonna be willing to do it because they're so young that they're, um, like they're gonna get their. That's their first contract, you know, after the rookie scale. So they'll be able to get a second, and they'll be able to make the most money with the T Wolves. And uh, yeah, they're competitive. So no, I, I think. From that perspective, like from the player, obviously the players are going to take that, and like I think be more willing to sign those. Uh, Wiggins is is interesting just because like, yeah, the risk is definitely on on the the T Wolves for this, and just I mean, their confidence that they're going to be able to develop him to be the the type of player. But um, I mean, the nice thing for him in some ways is he could be a de facto three option this year you know it, i don't think the pressure on him is, is necessarily going to be that high so that's you hope will allow him to develop and just grow into that role um but yeah i mean it, it makes a, all the sense i don't really i don't really get the the idea of like arguing like they shouldn't give him that because you're gonna end up like paying him that probably anyway 
Like I was like I think I think the biggest I, argument would have been why not let the guy hit restricted free agency? Because then you're but, in a, yeah. Why you why why do you want to piss a guy off? Like right. If Wiggins ends up like he scored twenty three point six points per game last year, he's twenty two years old. I mean he's yeah. Like in he's his prime, there he, there is not much of a ceiling for him and what he is capable of doing. He's just like such a freak athlete. Um, you know, he's probably never going to be a guy that's going to be hitting forty percent from downtown consistently. But he's a guy that can fill it up, and hopefully, a guy that can improve his defending on the other end. Like he should be an elite defender with how athletic he is, and if he could turn into that, I mean, those guys always get maxed no matter right. what. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, then, yeah, that totally makes sense. I mean, you could, yeah, it gives yourself your window then. You essentially, you'll sign cats, so you give yourself basically a, yeah, you have a five-year window with this whole thing. Uh, And yeah, you kind of, you see where it rolls, but like, there's, there wasn't really another move. That's, I mean, you can give the critique on it all, but it's like, he's 22, you gotta let that kid try to develop, you gotta lock him up. And yeah, you'd piss him off, and you don't really need to do that. It's unnecessary because you're gonna have to pay him that, even if he goes through restricted, because someone will max him for sure. Yep. So. I'm glad you agree with me, PJ. That makes me feel a lot better about this, actually. But I just uh, don't. I like when you said it right before we record. I was like, oh, like that's good. They're getting that done. Like, it, like, what was the issue with that? Like, I guess the like, people just look at what Giannis signed for, and it's like, whoa. Wiggins is going to be making more per year than Giannis was. Giannis yeah. just extended at a time where the cap wasn't yeah going it just crazy yet. No, he wasn't on the new CBA and stuff. But Giannis is also younger than well, maybe but they're the same age. But Giannis and, got his uh, deal. But Giannis is going to get hit free agency a year sooner than you know yep. like. Like, Giannis really can get maybe two contracts where Wiggins... No, Wiggins will get two. Probably two. What am I saying? I'm just saying words, but... You're just talking. You're just itching to get to our top tens, and your mind's on that. Uh, Now that we're talking about Giannis, which I'm sure we're about to talk about him some more here in a few minutes. um, How do you know? What would ever give that indication? I don't know. You just... uh, I've never, never had any reason to believe you aren't a huge fan of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Anyway, I'm guessing he's not your number 10, but I'm curious as what your number 10 favorite NBA player right now is. We're just rolling into this? Let's roll into it. You're not even going to give me a a chance. Actually, do you know what what I'm going to give you is uh, if you have some honorable mentions, I would like to hear. Oh, Oh, I do have honorable mentions. Do you? I. You want me to start with them just so we know who's eliminated. Yeah, let's hear some. Hon- yeah, let's hear some honorable mentions here. All right. So first honorable, I have five of them. Okay. I have five honorable mentions. Uh, first honorable mention, guy that couldn't make the cut. We're so sorry, but Damian Lillard, Dame Dollar. We wanted to. We talked hard about it. Uh, so we're sorry, brother. Even though you're tr- you're. Recent activity on trying to get Melo there is really did give you a strong case plus with your rap game and general ability to make dope plays on the basketball court. Came in at number 11. Uh, Jabari Parker also. Sorry. It wasn't as much. I didn't want to put him up there, but (laughs) if I did, my list would have been very... (laughs) There would have been a theme to it. I don't want to spoil it, but there's just hey, we couldn't do it. So would have been diving in on some. Game. Would have been diving in on some Duke Duke guys. Is that what you're saying? Uh, it would just have been yeah, like too many. <laughs> there have been like okay. too many guys that just like are all in like one area. And I would just kind of out myself a little bit too much. So number uh, three on the honorable mention, Zach Levine. More of a hey, well you'll be there next year, buddy but we can't put you there yet. <laughs> it's a hype game. So uh, he was he was on my short list also. Nice. Yeah, I just did it as like, well, I know he's going to be in this top 10 next year, but since he hasn't played for the Bulls yet, I can't 
put him there because I have like well, have nothing off the and, basis to do that. Well, and I like it's nothing that no one doesn't already know about Zach Levine, but when you watch him, most people know him from dunk contests. But you watch him in an actual game, even when he shoots jump shots, it's just beautiful. Like he gets yeah. so high so high and then when he does get to the rim it's just it's special he's great but anyway keep going yeah i just didn't put on there because i didn't want to i i can't be a liar and a fake and a fraud but this time next year if we do this he will be on there so honorable mention for my boy zach levine future of the bulls chicago bulls uh and then the other two were just marquis chris and dougie mcbuckets wow (laughs) interesting okay that's where we're going with this, okay? So that's the that's the pool we're working with. So I'm going to throw out a few honorable mentions, too. I already mentioned Zach Levine. One is uh, J.R. Smith for all oh. the reasons that everyone loves J.R. Smith. Um, he's, uh, he's a great dad. He's so fun to watch on the basketball court. He's, I hope he wins another championship so we can see what he does uh, at the parade part two. Uh, next guy I have is um, LeBron James. It's not on my top ten. Oh, uh, he, wow. uh, for how amazing LeBron is every postseason game, I took I define this favorite list as a guy that I'd want to watch on like a night to night basis, and like I knock LeBron for just taking the regular season kind of half assed. So for that reason, wow. he's off the top ten. Edgy. Um, and then uh, Isaiah Thomas, it's off the top ten, but I love Isaiah. He's uh, really a, a little man in a big guy's world, and a fun ass dude to watch. Um, I thought he was gonna be for sure on the wow. And Shockers then, uh, early. And then DeAndre Jordan is another dude that I I left off, and like he's he's fun because he's kind of like rudy gobert and that he's just such a huge human that he like sticks out amongst everyone else and i just like he's really funny he's on funny or die uh he's friends with jimmy so i (laughs) I give him a lot of love there i mean anyway so that's my uh that's my criteria now that's guys that i like i guess anyway let's uh do you want to start with your your list man we're both gonna go we're just gonna each go one one so yeah you start you start and if you say a guy that's on my list i'll tell you where he's on my list and then we can just kind of alternate well i'm sure this guy is so my number 10 player uh childhood hero fellow podcaster jj reddick what's up jj (laughs) Yeah, he. Uh, I thought for about half a second to put JJ on. Did you? And then I, yeah, and then I was like, no. I love what JJ does with doing podcasts, and I really like him personally. But favorite guys to watch? No. no this is just favorite in general. I know, like, but yeah, we I'm kept it general. But I'm looking. I like this, JJ because... I'm looking holistically here. Oh, see, I was looking at it. this. Is this is a hundred percent personal feelings. I no no journalistic integrity here, but you know some journalistic integrity because I respect a, a fellow podcaster, and uh, I just like to always point out that for some reason some people in 2004 were trying to tell me that Adam Morrison was better than JJ Reddick, and my young seventh grade self would just get so pissed off about it, and I would always talk a ton of shit about Adam Morrison. And people then also said that JJ wasn't really going to have much of a career in the NBA. And look at him, he's making $23 million this year. So I had to make sure I gave my my boy some love. So JJ Redick, number 10 on my list. So he, he uh, did not make my list. My number 10 is Clay Thompson. Ah! Clay um, is my number seven on this oh, list. Nice. I figured they'd probably make it to yours as well. If I uh, if I coulda, he wasn't eligible for this, but Summer in China Clay would have been the number yeah, one. Yeah. So two reasons why he's making one is because Clay has slowly become becoming a social media juggernaut. Everything that's coming out on him is pure gold. Uh, he's just such a unique guy. Like he's very dry. He's robotic on the court, 
but when it comes to him actually playing, he, at any given game, could do something you've never seen. And, you know, his 39-point quarter, 36-point quarter last year against the Kings um, was, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen someone be more in heat check mode in my entire life in any setting. And then this year he drops 60 and dribbles, like, touches the ball. Yeah, only has the ball for, like, a total of, like, a minute the entire game. I mean, it's just these ridiculous things that, like... He's a shooting machine. Yeah, and so, spoiler alert, but no other warrior made my list. I didn't think about putting any other warrior on my list, but Clay was definitely going to make it. I thought about putting Zaza, but... <laughs> oh no. yeah, because no, everyone, everyone the, that listens to this knows how much we like Zaza Pachulia. So well, I also like the best part about thing out Clay though is I think he's he's like the dude that's clear on that team that people make fun of the most, but he's easily probably of all those dudes like the one guy that can like really laugh at himself and like doesn't take himself that seriously because he does like goofy shit and like does dumb shit and is like not a smooth dude at all like is not very cool like he's just kind of a little dorky but he like knows how to laugh at himself and like does not take himself that seriously um that's tight and yeah he's like arguably one of the top three like two-way players in the league i mean all the things he does and probably despite the fact that yeah he just makes it rain rains a castamere on fools sometimes uh, yeah, he does like doesn't get as much. He's always like second fiddle to Steph, or like it's always like oh it's Draymond and Steph's. So, you know, Clay doesn't really get that much love uh, from time to time. But I think you know when you look back, hopefully on the Warriors, like he'll get as much praise as as the other dudes on that the Warriors team. But, yeah. Well, he's it's to go along with that. If the Warriors end up winning the championship last year, they he would be getting a lot more credit because the only reason they got there was Game Six, him just putting yeah. up ridiculous numbers against OKC and like OKC was winning that whole game, and the only reason they were able able to stay with them and then eventually close the gap is because Clay was hitting three after three after three when everyone else was cold. And having a guy like that is just so fun to watch because you might have he had an off finals this year, which he he didn't just wasn't playing well in the playoffs in general. But when he's playing well and the bucket gets big for him, it's just no one's like it. No one else yeah. in the league is like that. Yeah, I kind of like not that this is a perfect comp, but I feel like more and more um, like he reminds me a little bit like Scotty. And just like the perception of him, and it's like not that like Scott, like not their game or anything, but it's just like I think as you look retroactively on it and like look back on this stuff, like his his rep and like the the credit he'll he'll get for his performance in these teams is just gonna like grow from it. But in the moment, I don't think people really appreciate his his stuff as much as as they do some of those other guys. I agree with that, and it'll especially be interesting when he's not a warrior anymore. What happens? Because uh, I don't think eventually, yeah, I don't think yeah, thing is going to disband, and I think he's a likely candidate to be to be out from there. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and I, I don't like him in a number one role somewhere, but if he's your number two, I think that's all right. And defensively, you can guard the best wing on the other team. And that's just such a valuable thing. You like need to have a guy like that to even have a chance. Anyway, who's your number nine? Number nine is uh, Russell Westbrook. Wow, a little yeah. lower than I thought. No, yeah. So he, so he's number three for me. Hmm. Yeah, Russ is obviously. If you've listened all year, you know our feelings on Russell Westbrook and all of his just pure. His pureness, really. He's just a real dude. So, Russ, uh, my biggest knock on Russ is that while his it makes for great videos when he's saying and calling out the media, sometimes he's like, 
such an asshole for absolutely no reason and it's both entertaining (laughs) and also like wow dude like chill out chill out a little bit most of the time someone's just asking a pretty yeah and it's i mean that's it's part of the greatness and it's part of wow it's kind of a cock but it's like you wouldn't expect anything differently no but he can only do that because he's in okc like if he's in like if he's in a big market that wouldn't fly because there's enough people covering those teams that like if he didn't answer for one guy like someone else would ask it like people would kind of look out for it like there he can kind of bully him around because there's only <laughs> i don't know how many papers there are in ok in oklahoma city but yeah you're right like that's it's more his market than anything that he's kind of been emboldened by that um and like durant was the same way though with a lot of that durant would pull that sometimes yeah kd does that kind of stuff too and he definitely did it when he's in okc but uh yeah dude i mean russ is Unbelievable! Another guy that has a very plays a very unique brand of basketball because most most guards, most point guards in the league are more finesse, set up the other guys, but also scoring a lot from the perimeter. And Russ shoots a lot of threes, especially last season because he's kind of a one man rucking crew. But his game is mid range, pull up yeah. jumpers and transition, and being. He's, we'll get to the best finisher in the league later, in my opinion, or at least the best finishing guard in the league later. But he's the most explosive finisher when it comes to guards, in my opinion. Oh, and it's yeah. just his highlight reels are maybe number one if you were ranking highlight no, reels and then he's, he's unbelievable. Yeah, as far as the position goes, that is super unique. Yeah, I, the reason I put him at nine was just because I couldn't really front like I've. I mean, I've always liked him, but, like, I mean, I was a big KD dude. Like, I always, I was, I mean, I like those Thunder teams a lot. Uh, but, like, it, 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 for a certain extent, probably the last three years is when, like, Russ has been been up there for me because, but, like, before that, I was, like, Derek, I had that version of De- and Derek Rose. Like, they were identical, not identical, but, like, as far as it, when you look at types of players, like, those two dudes just stuck out and, they played against each other it was the fucking best um it was just so so many like superhuman unreal stuff but like it was in between the two i was like ah, i'm gonna take my boy Derek. uh but post Derek rose acl i'm gonna vicariously live through you know rooting for russ and and, and just hope of then think of the what could have been ultra the classic sports the what could have hey, uh, been maybe... if only Maybe D Rose will come back and everything will be better. Yeah, he's just gonna come back and play for the Bulls. Uh, that's the mark of a rebuild is to bring back your former MVP All Star that you traded away and who that would uh, can't that would, play really anymore. I really hope that doesn't happen. I don't want that oh, to happen man. to you. Um, <laughs> yeah, my uh, not good. Not be a very fun fun time. My number nine is Damian Lillard. So a guy you just left off your list. Damien, this is for you. Dame is Break it down to me dollars and cents. Break it down to me Dame dollars and cents. Such an interesting guy because, like, keeping up with him since he got into the league, uh, you know, coming from small school, not top five pick, and he's been great since day one. And... Is he a great defender? No. But he's a great personality in the NBA that's constantly undervalued and underappreciated. And yeah. he is he's another guy like Russ in that if he if he gets momentum going to the rim and has a clear lane, like he's gonna dunk on you. Not a lot of point guards that are like that. And he's just an assassin when it comes to late game situations. He's great in the clutch. Like in the last couple minutes, there are very few guys I'd rather watch than Dame. He's top three there. Like he's unbelievable yeah. and um, I just I just love watching. He's very like his shot is very unique. Like he's he's just a fun guy to watch, man. I love Dame. Yeah, he would be so much more popular in the league if uh, he didn't play in the West Coast. If he was just, I mean, either in a bigger market or just didn't play in the West Coast because yeah, like he is everything that people right now in the NBA like are consuming, just loving. Like, if he played 
more central time or you know east coast time i think if he got more prime time spots he would be soaring in popularity i just don't think a lot of people necessarily catch as many blazers games but you know maybe they'll start to get some more tnt spots and whatnot but just them being out of that west coast thing i think kind of hurts him a little bit but no, yeah you get uh don't. you get mellow and you'll see plenty of them i'm sure oh baby that would be cool but i don't think it's gonna happen i don't think so either who's your eight number eight got it this is another legacy shout out and since they're still active can can give him some love taj gibson I'll die Ooh. for taj gibson blood sweat it. and tears and grit and grind and i'm psyched that he's reunited with tibbs his his man his mans uh and just hope that the peoples of minnesota treat him well and appreciate how much of a fucking pro he is because he might be number eight on my list but he's number one in the pro the pros pro pro pros pro list of pros <laughs> i hey i i echo those sentiments i can't 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 lie, I'm a little surprised that he made your top ten, but that makes me feel pretty I good. I had a good like he was, yeah, he was my favorite bull for he's he's definitely top three favorite bulls ever, um, for me. So hey, I feel like since he's the only active of that list, uh, you gotta make sure he's on there. So my number eight is uh the Joker. Uh mm. Jokic. Um really fun to see what this guy was able to turn into last year people are hyping him up i don't need to go into a ton gas, of details to why Jokic is have you been on be an, an amazing have, player here's a question have you been on the internet and looked up anything related <laughs> to basketball lately because if so you've probably heard about nikola Jokic being good at basketball yeah he's uh he's, he's what you, he's son. what you want if if he if he develops more defensively and becomes a better rim defender. I mean, what else can you really ask for from your five? Um, never going to be like a dominant scorer, but the, probably the best passing big man. Um, like at least in the traditional big for man sure. sense, like he's uh, he's unique, man. And the funny thing about all this, and the reason that I love watching him so much, and why he's one of my favorite players, is he uh, he's so slow. I mean. I can't. It blows my mind that he's able to put the ball on the ground like he is, <laughs> and able to make the passes he does. It just seems like he, if I'm a guard on him and I puts the ball down once, like I'm swiping that. But he just knows how to control his body and keep dudes away. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's so weird. Like it's so bizarre. How bizarre? Yeah. No, Jokic is is solid i i mean yeah this is just the first first year of the Jokic stuff but um yeah he's he's getting he he's just getting so much love these these days he's uh he's me the person that everyone's like oh like it, the equivalent to like oh i've been following this band since the beginning like i've been day one Jokic love so and it's deserved. I mean, yeah, he's really cool. But it's like, it's funny because I think about it. And it's like unless you're like super into the NBA, like I don't think I could go up to like anyone. Like that's just like a neutral NBA and be like, oh yeah, do you know about Nikola Jokic? He's like who? Who the fuck is that? No, like, oh. he. <laughs> you people, know what I mean. His name would just confuse. I could people. not tell like any of my family. Be like, oh, like we put Denver Nuggets on, watch Nikola Jokic. He's really, really good. They're like. Who the fuck is that? What is that? <laughs> Do you think that they would know Chris Hapsporzingas? Uh, yeah. More likely. See, I think they would know, like, oh, is that the tall dude on the Knicks? Is that yeah. the tall, like, European Such guy Such a on big the market, yeah. I think they would, Porzingis is like, I think they would, yeah, Porzingis, yeah. Um, I, I think, think they'd right. So, so that was your eight. Yep. Seven, I had Clay. So, who was your seven? Might surprise you a little bit. Uh, so, CJ McCollum is my seven. Wow. Yeah. The duo. Yeah, I got some Portland love. Shout out to Cam Kristoff. Um, 
Is your yeah. list just a list of players that all of our friends really like? <laughs> it is. Are you just that symbiotically right just like you? You are your friends' favorite players. Maybe I'm just yours. so used to guys talking my ear off about how so and so is so good that it's just you. Just you're like you're convinced. Opinions. You're just yep. you have a bunch of really good NBA player salesmen as your I friends. I guess so. But uh, no, Dame, the reason he's on this list is I don't think if I would have never seen CJ play in person, I don't oh. think he would have made it on this, but I saw him play against the T-Wolves last year. And I mean, I've watched him plenty on TV as well, but the thing that really sticks out for him is not only is he a really good sharpshooter, like from three, but I'd never seen someone play chess on the perimeter like he does and to create just enough space so that he can get to the elbow or the free throw line or free throw line extended to hit jump shots just constantly and he just tore the Timberwolves up all game it was just jump shot after jump shot after jump shot and it's just I'd never seen someone look so good maneuvering the court like that and it's, it, he was playing point guard because Dame, Dame was hurt during a stretch um, I believe in January I, I went and saw him on New Year's Day and he was just unbelievable. Um, he really blew me away when I when I got to see him live, and so I had to put him on the list. That's fair. Yeah, I mean that's a that's an interesting um, thing as far as just like seeing guys in person, and like that's definitely there's like certain players that when you watch them live, it's like a whole different yeah different yeah, experience exactly. than like seeing them on TV. Like you you do notice a lot of. Um, <clears throat> subtleties like I've even noticed that like more basketball definitely but even like football like you see that too sometimes or like when you're just watching a single game and you're like able to see everything it's like you you notice a lot of subtleties in, in some of that stuff um, the number one football guy I would say because I've been to very few live football games in person Julius Peppers was one guy I saw live and was just like, whoa. Oh, like yeah, this guy freak. is crazy. That's a superhuman. When uh, I have a question, though. So when you saw him live, was uh, was Take My Breath Away just playing in your head? <laughs> I knew, when you, you know, I knew you were going to give me yeah, shit like, for saying that. And I should have I should have said, I should have just squashed that CJ, take right my away. breath away. Yeah, you know, they... Uh, with all these target renovations going on, they started putting those up in the middle of the season, so they had very limited background music they could play, so they had to resort to the Top that was Gun it. soundtrack. It was just like... Yeah. It was highway, yeah. highway to the Danger Zone, uh, <laughs> Take My Breath Away. Just they had the cassette. Was, the cassette was jammed in the in the thing, and they couldn't unjam it. They're like, it's the How I Met Your Mother bit, but they just had the Top Gun soundtrack cassette in there. That's, yeah, they hey. they really embraced it though. They actually had all the all the players come and play a shirtless uh, volleyball game during halftime. In jeans, so, in jeans, yeah, and jean nice. shorts. Yeah, that's sick. It's good, bro. It's a, the way I wanted to bring that's, in the new that's year. That's gritty marketing. That's <laughs> guerrilla marketing by the Timberwolves. That's how right. Tibbs does it, man. So that's that's number seven for you. Number seven. Yeah. So now six. So my number six is LeBron James. Because LeBron James, LeBron James, because he's the greatest player of this generation, and it's always fun to watch LeBron. I don't even give a fuck if he takes off some regular season games, but every time I watch him, it's pretty rewarding. So I'd say, um, and he makes the months of May and June incredible for me. So for those reasons alone he has to be in there um so and it's just like i mean a lot of people talk about it like it's getting talked about more and more but it just it's wild to like think of like him being like he's he's arguably like you could say right now for sure though like in the social media era like the greatest social media like athlete of like anything just like for doing all the things he does and like coming away like with a totally clean slate like you don't hear shit about him like no dirt no nothing is uh pretty fucking impressive for someone that's been like in the public eye since he was 
16, 17, whatever. Like he's on, what was he, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was 17, I think. I think that's right, yeah. Or whatever. That's just, like, crazy. Like, I'm just thinking, like, yeah, LeBron's 33. He's going to be 33, like, I'm 26. And, like, thinking about what I did from, like, 17 to now, it's like, oh, I'd be so screwed. Yeah. I'd have yeah. so many things on me. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, wild. I mean, that's a, that's a really good point. And I love LeBron. Um I already went. I mean, in. it's corny. I already, like, I, don't I already, I already went in on him. Like, yeah. you know why he's off the list? It's not because everything you said about how what he brings to the playoffs is right. But and that's I'm just looking a little broader, and that's it. Anyway, uh, my number, my number six is Joel Embiid. Oh, um, my number four, a dude that I'm definitely going to be trying to see this year in person. Yo. Uh, stay healthy man you're he's so funny and charismatic and he's going for the belt when it comes to best social media in the nba and try to take that from lebron um no well no no he's got the best no lebron's not very good at social media i just was saying like in the social media like no one else is is doing it as well as like lebron sure okay you think about like in the grand scheme of like George Barkley, like if you put any of those dudes in this like era, they like wouldn't do as well. Like so, it's like I consider it almost, like his his public image and like how he's able to hold that and what he does is like a skill set, and he's the best at it. <laughs> it might be the greatest ever, like within that that scheme of it. Anyway, so, continue. Um, with, let's continue with Joel and beat love. But then, if you go to the on court stuff, he's uh. I mean, like I was saying with Jokic, I mean, that's a guy that you want as as a five, but, like, a guy that I'll talk about more coming up. Spoiler alert, another spoiler alert. But mm. Cat and Embiid are similar in that just, like, dominant athletic scorers. Embiid has much more promise now on the defensive end as a shot blocker, as a rim protector. He's, uh, he's an unbelievable athlete, um, and he's a good shooter. I mean, he's... Like he's he's watching him play. It's like, all right, this dude's only going to play for twenty four minutes tonight, but those twenty four minutes are going to be absolutely incredible. And if he could find a way to get healthy and to have the stamina to put up that kind of energy and that kind of performance over thirty six minutes on a nightly basis, the dude's going to be a top five player in the history of the league with the rate that he's at. And uh, it's just it's, it's unbelievable, man. He's just fingers crossed that guy stays healthy. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think I've ever wanted anyone to be healthier than I've wanted. As I can't say, like, Derrick Rose, because he just, like, got hurt, and then it was just, like, wasn't the same. It's, like, this dude, like, had been hurt. Like, finally we got him. Why? It's like, yo, just give me a full season of Joel. Like, I just, I just want to start there, baby steps. Let's just get Joel through a full season of NBA and, like, let that him be, like, able – let him embed able to be <laughs> in our lives for like a full season and like in the spotlight and just get the full Joel experience. Cause when he has gotten hurt, like he's on Twitter, he's on the bit. It's like he does kind of like fade in the background a little bit, and it's like, damn, this dude is a talent. Like he's not just like it's not some sideshow. He's legit, a legit talent, like super good, and it's. The full Joel and beat experience. I want. I want for the full season. I want the full thing. Like, I want the whole boat. I want the whole thing. Ultra. I do too. And he's got a lot more talent on his team too, so it should make things a lot easier yeah. for him. He's got some shooting around him. Got. He's got a lot to work with. Just uh, God, get that team a streak of uh, of health. Enough yeah. injuries already. Um. Okay, so the, your five? Have you said your five already? No, I have not. My number five, the man I'll, I'll, I'll apologize for to the day he's no longer in the league, Mr. DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, so he was on just outside of my uh, – he's top 20, I'll say that. Yeah, I love Boogie. It's uh, I think he's – really dope on the basketball court i want him to be able to just like 
be in a playoff series and like just I think he's like a super competitive dude. I think he has a lot of emotion, cares a lot obviously. Like obviously he has a lot of emotion, but I do think he gives cares a lot. I think it's like a a mix of just like him just being in bad situations and it's like the desire I have is like give me an op- just let him be in like a good situation around like good teammates and like just be able to compete and let him just like focus on playing basketball and like not deal like have it be about anything else um but i'll continue to defend him because he's super uber talented and it's just a physical fucking force and it's fun to watch him play and i do like some of his antics i do think it's funny he's a real dude though so like once again gotta give shout out to the real the real ones out there um so yeah boogie boogie you're my special boy uh i mean i i will always root for him yeah that's i mean dude it's like uh, yeah he if he could put it together and put it be in the right situation i really think that's the kind of guy that's your number one option on the championship team especially now where bigs are just like you put him up against the Warriors with some other talent around him, and like crushes. I'm sorry, but Draymond just Draymond's defensive player of the year, but he's he's so much bigger. You get him on the block. I don't think that he can defend. I don't think he can stop Boogie, and you know, try to put Zaza. He's gonna make Zaza look silly because his post mm-hmm. moves are just not very many guys with like a a pretty um, deep repertoire of post moves, and he's got a lot. Like he's got the hook shot drop step dunk all he's got all kinds of stuff that he can go to and not many guys like most people are running a lot of pick and rolls and running to the rim and hoping for the best feasting off offensive rebounds but he's a traditional post guy that's like uh novelty in a league in the league now it's just like you just don't see it very often and um yeah like yeah just, he was... needs to he just needs to mature man he just kind of he needs to get with it and stop with all the technicals and stop being on I don't I'm not saying that he shouldn't be himself he just, just sometimes I think he really forgets that the things he's doing are damaging the team yeah I think yeah he just gets caught up in the moment but be nice he played for a well run organization but it is wild just because he you put him in the league like 20 years like put him back 20 even 10 you know you go back 10 years like people are like doing ridiculous shit to like build a team around Boogie Yep. And he's just kind exactly. of taking it for granted. So, yeah. Shout out, Boogie. We'll um, get it done right, boy. So, another Kentucky guy for me at number five, I have John Wall. Nice. Um, I thought about it, but I was like, I can't really front and say I'm I – like, I mean, I love watching John Wall play, but I don't – I can't pretend like I'm going to bat for the dude all the time. Yeah, I mean, I uh, no apologies here for me. He's he's the man. Yeah. Like he's he is uh, he's special. Like, you're seeing kind of a trend with me, right? Like you have Dame, you have Russ, and you have you John like guards. Ball on here. You like the guards. I love me some fast guards that are great at passing and can just finish like nobody else. And with John Wall, especially, he's the fastest guy I've seen. Oh, yet, dude, think. yeah. Except yeah, maybe. No. Except maybe uh, like LeBron, and not to like totally stroke his ego, but LeBron full speed when he like really turns it on looks like he could legit run like a four four forty and play yeah. NFL. But I, John Wall with the ball in his hands, there's no one faster. It's crazy. It's so like it's I I always do say like John Wall is the fastest person I've ever seen on TV. Like in a game like that, like I don't know what I would do like seeing him in person. It's kind of like oh what the fuck? like how is that possible. Yeah, it was just like to see a human move at that rate, and same with like Russ and a lot, like a lot of these dudes, like. But him, especially like on TV, it really pops off sometimes when he goes like full, full speed. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see him on a different team next year. Uh, when he oh, leaves the making the early prediction. He, uh, uh, man, he's he's a guy that's fun to watch in the playoffs. He's just like he loves the game. You can just like hell in every possession that he just like really cares and it's uh it's a contagious style and he thinks he's like he's gonna go at anybody no one's better than him um 
and the fact that he finishes lefty on his dunks so often yeah. it's dope i like that that's just like a nice little cherry on top to his game that i really get some enjoyment out of uh he's the truth man i love john wall it's a good pick can't argue with that decision yeah so my four was joel so who's your mm. number four for me is cat mm. um and there's some bias here no question but Yo, you, he if, is if he's uh, your favorite player on your favorite team like that's that's not really bias it just like makes fucking sense yeah he's uh <laughs> you know watching him got to watch him live quite a bit this year He's a, a durable, tough-working guy. I'll knock him on some off-the-court stuff where he does come across a little bit like a pussy sometimes. But, like, he he's does a some cat. What do you expect too. out of him, um, Ultra? He's a cat. Jeez, he's just... Yeah, man, he's just, got, like, he's just got some, like, Steph Curry-ness uh, to him. You know, like it's some Brita filter ads type stuff that I'm not like a huge fan of. Well, then of. you got two of those dudes. Well, dude, you got the king. You got Jimmy. You got Jimmy fake buckets. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, I mean, so Jimmy did make the list. I got to watch the guy on, on the the T-Wolves first. But Cat is just he's kind of like kind of for the same reasons you like love Boogie's game. Cat has a very similar style of game. It's this unbelievably athletic big guy that can play in the post but also on the perimeter um, except he seems to like do everything to try to make his team win and I just think it's going to end up creating more success for him uh, yeah he's uh, he's the man I love Cat I'm guessing he wasn't on your list Cat was not on my list yeah I, I didn't think so anyway uh, so you, have you said your three already no, I'm not. Number three for me is uh, J.R. Smith. Shout oh. out. Yeah, J.R. Smith. Uh, for all the things you kind of indicated about him before, he's just I like put a some super money entertaining. I think our ones and twos here may be similar, but we'll see. Oh, boy. Maybe um, we'll have a wild card in there. Uh, no, I don't think uh, these the last two are pretty predictable. This is the last uh, real shocking curveball I've had in my lineup. Uh, yeah, Jared Smith, but I also have to shout out the origins of me loving him, just crushing it at 2K and him, dropping 50, 60 points on fools in high school with him when he was on the Nuggets. But yeah, his whole just like presence, demeanor, like all everything is just. It's like super entertaining. It's like, <laughs> it's just, it's like goof. It's uh, all the things. Like, he's just, the persona of J.R. Smith in and of itself is incredible. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, he's kind of like Boogie, where it's like definitely like a really thoughtful, like, like emotional dude, but just had a very, like, specific image painted about him. And it's like, you could tell, like, he would, like, obviously, like, kind of front and pretend like it wouldn't affect him but you know you saw them win like the championship and stuff how much that meant to him you see stuff with him and his daughter like recently like the humanization of J.R. Smith the last couple of years has been like really cool uh to see too um and I think it's like him being in Cleveland was like the best thing for that guy yeah I mean he was on my honorable mentions I love J.R. so I'm glad he made your list who uh so my number three was Russ and I'm, I'm thinking our ones and twos, like I said, may have some overlap here. But who's your number two? Mr. Uncle Drew, Kyrie. So I'm guessing you have Giannis at one, then. I do have Giannis at one. So yeah. I've got those flopped. I've got those flipped. Uh, so I've, flip got, uh, I've got Giannis at two and Kyrie at one. Wow, what taste we have. What similar taste. Yeah, Such it's, a like great... we, it's like we talk basketball a lot. Or something. Um, well, so give me your get. So tell me, tell me your. I want to hear your love for Kyrie. Uh, he's got the best fucking handles in the NBA, and he does some wild ass stuff that you just like every every single game you will watch Kyrie play. Like he will do something you have not seen a basketball player do before. Um, he's just like 
the innovation, not innovation, that's not the right word, but just the kind of just, I guess improv is the, the I word I was looking for. Um, this is improvisation uh, on the court and just the things he does. You can tell, though, like, because of it, like, the wild stuff he does, like, a lot of it, I don't know if he's necessarily done before, but you can just tell, like, the time that's been spent in his, that he's spent on the game. It, like, gives him the ability to, like, in those split-second moments, know he can do something or um, just play. And, yeah, he's he's freaking incredible. Like, ever since he started playing at Duke, he's just been doing crazy stuff. And that's a guy that, that's Kyrie's my guy of, uh, to do a little knock on wood, but he's my hope for, like, thinking of, like, Joel. It's like, well, Kyrie had some injury problems to start his career, but, like, He's had, like, three pretty healthy seasons for the most part. Or two. Last two years, he's been healthy. He did go yeah. out in the finals. Yeah. yeah. I had to think about that for a hot second. Um, yeah, yeah. Kyrie's... Uh, Kyrie and all... Even, I, I He's my number two, even despite the fact of his wild-ass, flat, flatter story stuff. <laughs> so, like very, uh, like, I mean, he's that's... He's a very unique dude. Very unique dude. Like, thoughtful, but, like, super unique. Yeah, he, I mean, he's no question about that. Uh, I echo everything you just said. My biggest thing for him is that I watch him to watch him finish around the basket. Like, your, your, the handles is valid. Like, that's a thing that I love to watch, too, because he probably he has one of the best handles in the game, and he makes people look foolish on a night-to-night basis. But when he gets around the basket, it's like every, he sees the big man coming at him in slow motion almost, and he knows mm-hmm. just where he needs to alter his body and switch to his left or right hand and go to one or the other side of the basket so that he can protect himself from the big guy blocking a shot. Yeah, it's, it's all muscle Which memory. he's then left in a position where 99, like no one else on the planet would be able to make the make it at that angle and he always he knows the right amount of spin to put on the ball all and this is all happening in like two seconds that he you know goes high off glass with some crazy spin and it just goes right in and like if he's going in the lane it's like you're just assuming it's going in even if you've got a good shot blocker coming at him and so that's why he's the number one for me uh just a unique and the best finishing guard as I kind of alluded to earlier. But now let's get to Giannis Gasm. I'd like to I, I mean, wanna know why like, I wanna know why he's at number so why him at one over Kyrie, I guess. Yeah, I mean I think if we all once again, like I, I really haven't hidden my feelings on Giannis throughout the you know, like he's an absolute a true Greek freak you could say. Uh no, I mean, he's just, like, what he does and um, just his development from, like, the rate of development he's had from his first year now, like, through four years is crazy. Like, how much he's figured out what he's done. Um, it's just, like, one of those things when you, like, just look at his his rate of progression and, like, what he's done. He's only 22. It's insane. Um, and it was just like seeing him, it was like, and it was literally just like a, such a gimmicky, just like, I was like, oh, the dude has really long arms, like he's gangly, he puts up buckets, and it's just like, you can tell he's athletic, but like, I mean, just the minute, like, seeing and like, when you looked at his stuff, like from draft day, like, Bilson and Jalen were like making fun, like it looked like he played against eighth graders. And it was, and he's, like, 17 years old or whatever, and he's, like, playing against these <laughs> these dudes in, like, your, your professional, like, Greek basketball leagues and doing work. It was just, it's, like, it's wild. And just, like, him on the court is, he's, he's just, like a, the, like, a super unique, he's, uh, I mean, he's a unicorn, as everyone likes to call him. Uh, and, yeah, he's just super dope. He's a really competitive dude, but it's just, like I said, like, it just was, I was kind of, I mean, a lot of the affection is just because it's, like, from the minute I was like, oh, I really like this dude, and I got some shit for it, people were like, shut the fuck up, like, move good with the Milwaukee Buck, dude. I was like, nah, he's gonna be dope. He's gonna be go. And then he's just like, how fast he's progressed is, like, makes me just giddy thinking about it. 
uh, and like what I think he's like getting ready to do is is super exciting and sick and I yeah you, that's uh, like that's for me like it's like I'm like yeah I've seen this whole thing go through like I've been there from the beginning type stuff and that's like not something I like would do is like the I was joking earlier but oh I've been there since the day one like get off the Yana train like everyone please come aboard it's so much fun but like and I've just been lucky enough to take in the full thing and like you know kind of be on it from the ground floor but yeah anyone that wants to join the Giannis bandwagon come on board there's plenty of seats still still left open yeah you you were in on him from the beginning and I mean the reason the reason I have him on this list the reason I love watching Giannis um like I got on that bandwagon definitely later than you did but he's always reminded me of LeBron but stretch LeBron and he's just longer yeah. and more raw. What were those like toys? What was that toy that uh, you'd stretch like the like doll dude? I know what you're talking about. I have no idea what it's called. Oh though. fuck! I'm trying to remember it. Um, but he's he's just got a, like an NBA body that you just have never really stretch Armstrong. That's it. Yeah, uh, never yeah. really, never really seen before and uh so athletic so fast he's a guy that i've always worried because like he's so long that when he's dunking and brings the rim down a little bit his legs are almost touching the floor so when he comes down he's like it looks like it's always an awkward land because he's just looks like he can almost dunk standing up just underneath the rim um yeah he's like he has like really grown in his body like nicely like for that type body type and stuff like he's he's like filled himself out like really well there there's no cap on where his like there's no idea where his ceiling is and that's the crazy thing with him is that next season he's like really starting to get into his prime now dude not (laughs) he's 20 23 next year but mid 20s He's just like he's mid twenties. Uh, I just hope that he's gonna get a run when with a full healthy season with Jabari and Chris yeah. Middleton, and yeah. and put something special together. Especially in the yeah. East, they can do it. Yeah, he should be a top four team this year. Um, but we're uh, we're running long, so we should probably close up shop here, Peach. Um, yeah, that was fun though. More top ten. Now everyone knows where we stand. Now we now everyone can track our biases as we start finishing up the off season when we start getting into the more more NBA stuff. Yep, exactly. But uh, please, everyone, uh, leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, however you listen to your podcasts. Um, check us out at thepointforwardnba.com, or please send us questions or comments to thepointforwardnba at gmail.com. And as always, thank you very much for listening. Uh, And we'll be bringing uh, another pod soon, I'm sure. So, fingers crossed, Millie gets traded. Have a good week, PJ.